Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about the urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel, coming at you live on a beautiful Sydney Portia Sunday afternoon, 27th of September. Two games to go till the finals in what has been a major miracle performed from the NRL to get here, to have a season that, despite um, you know a few funky things early, has been predominantly a normal season. The season has rolled on. Um, after the first two weeks, I think that we just sort of settled in and thought, this is just normal. The crowds hasn't made a difference. Fuck all. Um, and we are here on the eve of semi-final football, as always, coming to us live from Melbourne, Victoria, where they are on the improve and potentially allowed at a pub in the next couple of weeks. One test, Thunderino, and three-time controversially axed Melbourne Rugby League board member, Jack, how's it going, mate? Yeah, very good. Thanks. Weather's not as nice down here. Um, yeah, we're uh, just about the end of round twenty. It's been a interesting year. It's been a year of saviour uh, to a lot of league people. Just to have that. Um, I mean, Victoria. It's just been a struggle, and having just league on the TV has been a um, a real a saviour for people's, uh, I guess, mental health um, down here. Hmm. Um, and from all accounts, the rival code VFL has just had a real poor year. I mean, they can't even play in their um in their uh, strong, stronghold, which is just funny. And look, I don't really watch the scores on it, but gee, they're low scoring this year, so they must be. Well, they stuffing. changed the rules and they they made the quarters shorter. Early season, they made it, and one of the rules was because of COVID. What you kid? You kid? It was too long anyway, wasn't it? Um. Yeah, but there's some terribly low scores. I actually haven't watched a bounce this year. Me neither. But I mean, that's, that's hard to avoid usually when you're living in Australia, especially Melbourne. Like, you know, you'll, you'll just be watching it sometimes because it's on. It's all around you. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. So I've but, uh, never watched yeah. a bounce. So let's start off with the season in just terms of there's some things that I think hopefully could be long-lasting into the future. The one there's twenty rounds this year. We were we were sorry twenty games versus the normal twenty four. So normally we have a twenty six round competition. We have a couple of buys in there, and then a whole representative round in between. So you yep. kind of have three weeks of no NRL for your club, for your specific club. The twenty round season, less games. I like it. Um, I think I suggested a draw. Um, last year, it was, I believe, maybe the year before, was a 20-round season. Um, yeah. And you play all the teams in your um, 
all the teams once, and then you play five teams twice, and then you rotate those five teams over a three-year period. Um, and then you inevitably get some symmetry with the draw, much more symmetry than what you currently do, and you get less games, more meaningful games, and as we've seen at the end of the season, um, well, actually, it's ironic because this 20-round season has been distinctly um, fewer teams have been in the hunt, which is which is kind of bizarre, isn't it? You'd think that more teams would have been in the hunt with a 20-game season. Uh, I guess you you would. It's just uh, look, it's the way the, the cookies crumbled this year. Um, I, I mean, your idea of having 20 rounds and five being... Uh, Swapped around is never going to happen because of the cash cow of uh, Sydney, Sydney um, derbies. Do you know what I mean? Like it's TV, I, I, it's the TV money. Let's be let's be fucking real. It's not the Sydney derbies because the gate takings are nothing compared to what Foxtel pay for a round of footy. Okay, but what I'm saying is, is Channel Nine and uh, Fox will want two Rabbitohs Bunnies games each year. That's because it just gets bums on seats, whether it be the Rabbitohs. So. so yeah, you're right. They dictate the draw, don't they? I mean, what I'd love to probably so that's just got me thinking is more purely, I'd like to have you play one team once each year. You know, let's say if we have 18 teams, then you have 17 rounds. And then maybe you could manufacture something. Like, obviously, then it gives you more, uh, uh, you got more room to have a decent international season and state football. But then maybe you could have something inside it. I don't know, like a, Maybe a knockout comp or something preseason where you get the Sydney teams together more. You know, the first round Sydney Hang on team. Now. So, so you're suggesting you're saying you're poo pooing my idea of a twenty round season, and yes. then your immediate point afterwards is to suggest a seventeen round season. Right? Yes. Are you listening to yourself? I am, but then I'm adding a few more Sydney derbies by manufacturing a a knockout comp or something. Fuck, spare me a knockout comp. What in the middle of a fucking season or something? No, probably just at the start. Right. Okay. Or you could do it in the middle during, actually, you could do it in the middle during like a five-week rep window. Wow. So you're going to have... um, You're not going to have the rep players. Yeah, you're going to have a bunch of, you know, dirt trackers. Yeah, but that's, you know, it's something, you know, maybe the Titans can snag a a, a piece of silverware. (laughs) Maybe it's good for the game. Speaking of which... Now, I saw someone I respect a lot, Nick Tedeschi, on uh, out in the media this week, suggesting that Justin Holbrook was a dollar four to win the Coach of the Year, and I fucking teed off. I am, I am enjoying this Titans run. It's cute. They haven't beat a team in the top eight, but to suggest that Justin Holbrook who got a team that missed the eight, had a couple of controversial wins in there, but that's that's just normal, um, pulled together a five-game winning streak at the end of the season when the whole competition was off. They were basically second to bottom and put on a meaningless run as the coach of the year. It's just fucking ridiculous. Yes, he's got these guys playing well. Yes, he's got Ash Taylor looking good. Yes, AJ Brimson's going all right. Yes, they're playing entertaining footy. It meant nothing. Absolutely nothing. Now, to do that is to massively undersell what Cleary's done in Penrith, which is nothing short of a miracle. 
They didn't make the eight last year, the Panthers. Yeah, I tend to agree. I, I think I saw that on Twitter. Um, they didn't make the eight, and they have just won how many in a row? How many games have the Panthers lost this year? Two. Two games. They've lost two games this year. They've lost one. They've lost one and drawn one at wow. a 20. The fact that he has named or someone is suggesting that Holbrook is the coach of the year has massively underdone what Bellamy's done. He's lost three with another storm side that is continually rebuilding on the fly, tweaking. Yes, they've got a great team. But to get someone with three losses, a team up with three losses, and they've been playing in the fucking Sunshine Coast. They, no yeah. one mentions that. They're in no camp. one does, do they? When they talk about the sacrifices. Warriors and, and the sacrifices, you're right. Melbourne get ripped off a bit. There's not too much difference in being stuck in Queensland from Victoria. And let's let's give Brad Arthur a fucking red hot go. He's lost five games, 15 and five. The Eels have had a streaky run. So they've dealt with some quite significant injuries. And even though they haven't been convincing, he's done a better job than Justin Holbrook. Trent Robinson to get a side up. No, don't mention Trent Robinson. He's a cheat. Trent, fuck off. He's playing with uh, a double pack of cards. A full deck is what you want to say, aren't you? Uh, well, no, I'm saying well, he's got another pack A loaded deck. Pack. You think he's playing with a loaded deck? Okay. I mean... Yeah, I, I would have I would have said, now they've drastically fallen away, but I think Adam O'Brien was yeah, on. It's one round. What? I mean, if the Roosters, can they be decided? Okay, if it didn't hit 60, I guess they wouldn't be defined by it. But 60 does. Yeah, I, I, I think you're being harsh on the Roosters. The Roosters had a good season. What do you mean? I, I said that Trent should be in the running more for coach of the year than Holbrook is. Yeah, okay, but you said something... Just about there, slagging them off. No, what? No, I was actually saying Adam O'Brien, I attacked quickly. I thought Adam O'Brien was on pace for Coach of the Year, and then they've drastically fallen away. Look, this is essentially this is essentially a playoff preview as well, Jack, because as you know, we do the show on Sunday. So this is we have to get balls deep here. Um, there's a lot of things that I want to discuss, but the first thing and the most important thing is what the fuck happened on Friday night? With the Book of Feuds um, rivalry. Well. Tell me what happened. Well, I think the Roosters were playing for nothing, weren't they? Incorrect. If they, no, if they won. They're playing for position. They're playing for position. Okay, well, geez, were they playing possum? You, no, you, don't, you don't play possum with the team that they put out. So they were only missing... Brett Morris, Joseph Manu, and Isaac Liu, apart, aside from their best 17. And we're talking the 17 being one of the all-time, and I'm not just saying that lightly, one of the all-time great 17s, what they're putting out in the park. Yep. yep. And, and uh, they lost by, they had 60 points put on them by a side that's been up and down, fluffing around. Sixth place is a pretty good indication of the season that they've had. Lost to the doggies last week, very convincingly. They I got mean, flogged by the dogs last week. They've got the master coach, but 
I want to hear from you in what I think is possibly the most surprising result in the history of rugby league yeah, this season. Look, I. You're reading way. Tell too me much. what happened. Well, the Rabbitohs scored a lot of tries. Reached scored the first try, which was interesting. And then the Rabbitohs just got in that funk that you'd get. Not in a funk, not right word, just that rhythm you get in rugby league where you become unstoppable. Oh, and some people don't understand that, how momentum-based rugby league is. It's very... and But that's right. The great teams are able to stop the momentum and get themselves back into the arm wrestle. But, look, you're reading far too much into it. I could see the Roosters coming out and just throwing that performance out the window next week. It's, I have no doubt about that, and I think that's been my point. But what happened on Friday night? How did they do it? How do you do that to the to Roosters? Well, you start with a Cody Walker masterclass and then confidence. Um, look, one thing that's shown is that, and I think this is going to come and bite uh, the roosters back in the bum, is the Sonny Bill Williams debacle. He's not up to it. And You're an idiot. Having him out on the field. You are an it, We were just fucking jizzing all over his chest last week. I wasn't. Yes, no. you were. Oh, maybe I was. But look, but... Glaring, it's glaringly. No, obvious. it's not. Find me another reason. From from a bench forward that came in and took. Who, okay, whose place has he taken? Who, who would be the, out there? Who started dummy half for the Roosters last? Jake Freen went off after a few minutes. That is a concern. A concern, yeah. But Freddie Lussick, who wasn't playing, um, and Adrian Lamb's boy looked gross. Yeah, he did. I, I want Freddie Lussick in there. Um, and and they will make that tweak uh, if friend doesn't suit up. But um, anyway, so you think a Cody Walker masterclass, and they just got hot. Cody Walker is just a beautiful indigenous footballer, isn't he? He's just, oh, I just, he's just. How do you explain him? So he's he so good. State, did he play all three state football games last nah, year? Nah, they dropped him. Oh, Classic man. like overreaction. You know, and the same thing unfortunately has happened to other bunnies guys, um, who they've been given one game and then written off like yeah. Alex Johnson and Nathan Merritt and, and maybe they weren't up to that level, I don't know. But Cody Walker getting dropped after one game was, was just shit. The form that he was in and that was two years ago, wasn't it? No, last year. That was last year, yeah. Cody Walker has been unbelievable for the last three years. He made his debut when he was 26, and you kept on, and and I know you would always alert me to this guy in Queensland Cup who was on the Storm books. Did we miss out on four awesome Cody Walker years, or has he just been such a late bloomer that? I think there's some players, and that just, you know, if we use that cricket analogy, Shane Bond was probably one of the best bowlers we saw for New Zealand in our lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. And they withheld him for, I mean, it wasn't that he wasn't good enough. No, no, sorry. He just probably wasn't, he wasn't ready for it. Like these selectors, or, I don't know, or are, are there players out there that are just missing? Like, I don't well, I think jo- is, is Jamal Fogarty the second coming of I, Cody Walker? Yeah, I honestly think he is. Cause Jamal, as soon as Jamal got uh, named to start for the Titans, I was like, oh, fuck. It was... When he got named, I just started thinking of Cody Walker. It was the same thing. Hmm. I heard for years and years and years about Cody Walker. I actually even watched a few of his Queensland Cup games to see what all the hype was about. Jamal I didn't watch, but I heard a lot about him from my you know, Queenslander buddies. He's 
And again, he's Jamal didn't take the comp by storm as soon as he came into no. the uh, team, did he? But either did Cody, really. It still took him a well, year, maybe a little bit. I, I wasn't I wasn't impressed by Cody Walker the first season, season and a half. It took me a while to come around to him. Um, is this this is it's good because I think so many players now get thrown in at twenty, and they get turfed early. Just the perseverance, and I know there probably isn't that, you know, to earn a living as a 23, 24, 25-year-old footballer that is not playing first grade is pretty fucking tough. You'd be having a 9 to 5 on top of that and still trying to, like, be an elite sportsman. So kudos to to even being able to get out there and play well at 26 when you haven't had that. um... But I guess, you know, that's where... Another guy in that that's come on this year too, and he played quite well last night, and he's just improving game by is Andrew Davy for Parramatta, twenty seven. He made yeah. his debut. Yeah, and he again, when you look at him, you go, "Fuck!" <laughs> Your natural, uh, I guess, reaction as a leaguey when you see a player like this, you're like, "Oh fuck, he's a he's a um, what do you call him? A tradesman or a journeyman?" Let's yep. like, yep. into twenty seven. But there's also a reason why they're there because their perseverance and they're getting better. They're getting better and better and better and better. I think I think you, you just just I need to stop. There is a very strong distinction between a tradesman and a journeyman. Now a journeyman is a an average player, maybe slightly above, that has gone from club to club to club to club. Think Brian Norrie. Now a tradesman is definitely what you said. Andrew Davy is. He comes in no frills, no hoo ha behind him. No big story about all the teams he's made. Comes in, does his job, comes in, punches the card, logs in, does a good day's work, and then gets out of there. But you yep. can be a journeyman tradesman, which, again, Brian Norrie is probably. Yeah, like a lot of those journeyman tradesmen are probably in the mines, in the mining game, aren't they? They'll sort yep. of go from mine to mine and put up the dongers and then move to the next mine. Yeah, okay. Yep. So... I guess it highlights the importance of having a strong New South Wales Cup and Queensland Cup, and maybe someone like Fogarty and, and Walker, it gives coaches a little bit more confidence to say, fuck, oh, this guy's been around in Queensland Cup. Why hasn't he made his debut? Well, is he good enough? He looks good enough, but what? He's 25. Give him a go. Yeah, and you again, you're learning your craft, right? So- oh, yeah. So, and again, the analogy I have, and a lot of Alice's will remember, is that Shane Bond one, right? Like, mm. you've you've had time to learn about how the ball goes, or you've been in so, like, even at Queensland Cup level, you've been in a game situation, which may mm. not be as, as big a crowd or stuff, but I oh know, you're down by 10, you, they've got 12 players on the field, you know where to attack, just that stuff that a 20-year-old's never going to have, you know? They're just going to be purely um, just full of blood and just trying to bash a hole. Jamal Fogarty, you can see it. Jamal Fogarty has been in a situation when the team is down, the, the opposition's down to 12. He well, knows where to, just that sort of stuff. It's, is, it is, um, it's life experience. Um, I I played club cricket with Shane Bond, um, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And he had a great, he was rated highly as a fast bowler because in New Zealand there were no one that could bowl 140, let alone 150. And he had a bit of injury troubles. He took a year off to be a cop. Yeah. And he made his debut when he was 27. We were at the club at the time, went over to Australia and just smashed right through them. But And then that's a question too, I guess. 
when you get to the 27-year-old, like the Andrew Davey or the Shane Bond, you're actually appreciating appreciating, uh, appreciating it as well, right? You're like, fuck, mm. I'm here. Like, how good is this? I'm getting paid good money. I'm traveling the world. Yep. Whereas a 20 or a 90-year-old prodigy, like a Latrell Mitchell. Jackson Hastings. Uh, I expect this. This is, I've always been, the clubs have always thrown some cash at me or pampered me. Do you know what I mean? So, yep. and you can see that with Andrew Davey at Parramatta. He's like, this is how good is this? I'm in, I'm in the top four. Um, is it? Is there? A, was there a bit of Josh Mentaleo? Mentaleo as well there. Mate, what about he was? He was just he was a trade. He was a tradesman journeyman. No, a, he just played for the Knights. So no, he went over the uh, Super League as well. Uh, but he he came on late, didn't he? Beautiful goal kicking winger, reminded me of Ian yeah. Chuck Heron. But yeah, but I mean, he wasn't that good. No, but we're talking about a late bloomer. He came on. And he had a huge New South Wales Cup career under his belt. He did, um, and he and, and an Italian representative uh, yeah. always always represented the Azuri with pride. Um, okay, so does that happen? Is there is, one? Oh, it, I, what I mean, and the NBA is probably Caruso. Nah, because Caruso's a rookie. He came out and just yeah. has played his career with um with the Lakers. There's there's examples of guys That's that have just bounced around. PJ Tucker. I'll give you PJ Tucker. So PJ Tucker got drafted 12 to 15 years ago and went through, had maybe one and a half seasons in the NBA, didn't do a huge amount, and then went over to Israel, Europe, fucking Greece, Turkey, five or six years over there and came back to the Suns and just started to become a really good, you know, role player, went to the Raptors, and now he's like one of the more respected small defenders, uh, small forward defenders in the league. He's just sometimes great, you got to go the long way around, don't you? Yeah, there's some great journeymen in basketball, isn't there? Some, oh, and, yeah. and you end up playing in some. Yeah, you, know, you could be in that one year playing for the Canterbury Rams, and then yep. the next year for Hebrew Israel or something. You know, it's yep. a what a journey. it's a global game. Um, yeah. So, can Trell is Trell available for the finals? No, no. What did he actually do? Shoulder, wasn't it? How good's Corey Allen looking? Yeah, he's looking good. He's looking... He, again, he was one of those guys that had a lot of reps on him. Mm. And coming out of Queensland was in the Bronco system, I believe. And mm. uh, I would say, though, I think as a professional, that carry-on he did to the, pass that try to Alex Johnson, it was a bit... I don't know. As a coach, you, have you got a right to be angry about that? No. Nah. No, nah, they were 60 points up, I guess. So that stupid stat that um you know you can't win you can't win the title if you've conceded fifty. Yet the Knights when they won in two thousand and one conceded forty nine. So yes it's an arbitrary number. Yes they just got sixty, which is quite staggering. But does this make you feel any different about the Roosters? For me it does a little bit. It, um, it's, it's made me question them. Yeah, look, they could come out next week and beat the Storm, which is, you know... Well, they're not playing the Storm. Uh, Roosters are playing... Oh, they play Panthers now. Yep, at a Panther Stadium. Well, they could win that. They, well, we will get to our finals picks um, later in the show. But let's just let's just marinate on that one for a little bit. I want to go through to the Eels last night, who 
were just so fucking unconvincing. Like the the it's like they're just adolescent boys that have just been pumped up with testosterone injections and they're running out onto a football field and they've just got fucking raging fucking hard-ons underneath. They're just angry, you know, they can't control their emotions. They just do stupid fucking shit out there. And it's gutho has gone off the boil for mine. Moses, that is the very fucking idea of who he is as an adolescent kid. And they're like chipping the ball and like kicking unnecessarily and yelling at the referee and trying to pick one-on-one battles, Nathan Brown. They are the most unlikable team that you could ever fucking get. Um, and they had a scrappy win over the Tigers. They came from behind and bet them. The Tigers were killing them. And then they did a stupid on the first tackle from Luke Brooks, who is just... Fuck. He's, he is just everything about the Tigers. Hot and cold. Um, and they get over the top of them and they get third. So that was an important win. Because if they didn't get third... The Raiders would have jumped them into fourth and had a double life um, if they didn't win that game last night. So it's an important win. Yeah. Um, they are going to get murdered. They are going to get brutalized. But where will the game be versus the Storm? Uh, at Sunny Coast Stadium. Fuck. They are, if that's in the day, because I don't imagine the Sunny Coast Stadium will have great lights. Uh, it's a very good point. So they would play that the Sunday afternoon game. Hmm. Have they named the times and stuff yet? Don't think so. No. So we've got a Friday at seven fifty. We've got a, and that's usually two versus three. Yes. Is okay. that what? I don't think it's usually anything. They the, the no, it's, it's it's usually the Friday games a top four game. Saturday. 5.40, Saturday at 7.50, and Sunday at 4.05. So the two top four games... I'd prefer if they made the Saturday 3pm the first game and just have a gap. Because otherwise, there's just not enough time to analyse the second game. Mm. Would you agree with me? If they had the first game at 3pm... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I see no reason for um for it without... But I guess it's just... Because again, parents, think, parents with kids' sport and stuff like that, they need um, they need to get back and watch it. Yeah, I guess. But then parents can't watch that. Five we've talked about it. it's a fucking hard time stop. But to watch. the TV's still going, isn't it? And that's all that matters. So yeah, I, I think they just make up. Well, they they'll work out what's the best for themselves. Well, actually, someone will be working on that today. Yep. No, they'll 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 be digging deep into that. Um, so the sharks, unfortunately, the sharks have just come come undone a bit, but they've done enough to make the eight. Um, they've missing Sean Johnson, which has it has just such a different look about their team. Matt Moylan hasn't been able to stay healthy. Are they still signed Matt Moylan? What a disaster that was! What an absolute disaster trade. The Moreland for Maloney one was. Oh, yeah, I know. It's, I mean, uh, let's just be honest. Maloney and Johnson would have been nice these last two years for Sharks and old Maloney. Oh, definitely. I mean, again, the beauty of Maloney is he's very resilient, isn't he? He doesn't get injured much. No. 
Um, yeah. n- now this is a this is a terrible, terrible Sharks team. We've we've got three of these finals games. Are just close your eyes, ring your parents up, get their mortgage details, and put it on the fucking favorite, isn't it? The Raiders are going to flog the Sharks. The bunnies are going to flog the knights, and the storm are going to flog the eels. Yep. Like so, we're talking twenty point plus semifinals here, so it's a very interesting. You, I don't think you could ever say that in a top eight in my recent memory. This is a bizarre the way it's broken. Like the bottom four, apart from the raiders and the um. Actually, no, that's that's not true. We've got two of the bottom four. Like, what the fuck was that performance from the Knights? Yeah, it was, was something wrong with that club, as I mentioned the other day, uh, from inside knowledge. And it's just, oh, they've been up and down. And, Does that make you oh, feel a little bit better about Nathan Brown now, being our coach next year? Uh, I haven't really thought about it that far, but I guess I guess it could, yeah. The same stench is emanating over that club that it just seems to be what I can pick up is a a handful of guys running the club, running, thinking that they're running the town, thinking that they're bigger than the game. And it almost looks like, it almost looked like Adam O'Brien's like lost control of, I hate that saying, but the inmates have taken control of the asylum. He looked great. He looked fucking fantastic early six, eight games. Yeah. Because the defense was there. They were playing winning ugly. Ponga wasn't even playing well. And then Ponga started to play brilliantly um, the back half of the season. But they've been awful. They've been disgusting. They have copped floggings from the Warriors and the Titans. Like, but uh, yeah, I think... Yeah, they're an interesting club, the Knights, and they've just I've never understood. Well, you go back to Wayne Bennett with it, where it's ended from there. They've just never. I don't know. We so the Knights have got the Rabbitohs. I mean, that is just a possum waiting to be run over, isn't it? Now look, before this performance against the Roosters, I would have been and 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 this week of footy after they've lost to the Titans. It would have been a really hard game to pick. So maybe we are just letting this last week of football get in the way of what could be a potential arm wrestle, low-scoring shit game, dour game. Because the Knights do have a competitive team um, when they they match up relatively competitively against the, the Bunnies. But this last week has just seems to have skewed it enormously. It's basically like one team's won by sixty, the other team's lost by forty. Yeah, and it's a, it's an interesting. How are we read as as uh, educated league analysts ourselves? Are we reading into it too much? I don't think we are for for that game. Um, I yeah, mean, but I, it's I, like Alan Ponga again. He's the guy that could just step up Wayne and, Bennett, right? This is why you have Wayne Bennett, okay? Because he eats this shit up for breakfast. He eats this Newcastle. Round one of the finals, sixth place, seven. Wayne just fucking eats this stuff up. He just does not lose these games. When was a disappointing exit from Wayne Bennett in round one of the finals? I cannot think of any. He's already gone. 
He just, this is just a move on. Nothing to see here. Now, the Raiders Sharks is going to be a festival down there in Bruce Stadium. I was chatting to my neighbor the other day. They're hoping to get 10,000 there. Um, it's going to be a carnival atmosphere and it's going to be a cricket score. Yeah, definitely. I mean, fuck, I just look, I just had another look at that Raiders team they ran out yesterday. It was. If you get second string, is it was multiple guys I've never heard of. Oh, I mean, it's going to be, it should be a route. And I mean, I'm just, I'm just picturing there that Ennis uh, clapping. Um, the Raiders should play something. You know, when, he, when Sharks beat them at Bruce that year, yeah, um, it's a bit of payback for the Raiders here. Just absolutely flogged them. Okay, so we're going to look at the Raiders here. Team lists. Adam I mean, Cook, never heard of him. Um, Matthew Tomoko made his debut the other day. Young Kiwi yep. bloke. Harley Smith Shields, never heard of him. No, I have, yeah. Matt Frawley. I know, and Sam Williams. What a Love Sam like, Williams. Half, half, half what about that try he got underneath the posts? I didn't see it. Brilliant. Um, Soliola's back. Good. Um, Kai O'Donnell is he? He came on a couple of years ago. That's Luke O'Donnell's younger brother, eh? No, it is. Big age difference. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I think Ryan Sutton unfortunately did a knee, so he's out of the season. Yeah. Wow. Darby Midland and Jarrett Sublo. Again, yeah, never heard of them. Two guys I never heard of. So. Did Fafita do something really stupid last night? Uh, again, I didn't. It was a five thirty game. It was on, but I wasn't really watching. Yeah, it's a shame that this. Um, when the Sharks team are at full strength with Johnson pulling the strings, that would have been a ripper. That would have been a ripper of a game. Yeah, Kyle Donald is not Luke O'Donnell's brother. It is. No, you got something wrong there. Uh, I think you're from Queensland and, and Luke O'Donnell's from New South Wales. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'm going to I'm sure Luke O'Donnell had a younger brother. I'm sure he did too, but whether he played first grade is another story. All right. Um, well, we've been in, invariably covering these semifinals as we've gone through. So why not, um, why not just the Panthers last night? That for me reminded me of the glory days of, 2013, 2014, the Panthers Toyota Cup team, where they were just running 60 points through teams when Cleary was there. Yeah. And yeah. Luai was there. That game yesterday, 42 0 against the Dogs. That Dogs team's a New South Wales Cup team. There, there is just, you put that team in New South Wales Cup, and I don't even know if they'd win it. And the Dogs next year. There is no one challenging them for the wooden spoon. They are a club in fucking deep shit. It's a long way out of where they are at, isn't it? Like, who was the marquee signing that Trent Barrett, Nick Cottridge? Uh, I mean, bring a winger in. What happens in Nick Cottridge's career now? Ultimately forgettable, never plays football again. You reckon? Yeah, he's not playing rep football. He's not. He's never playing for New South Wales again. Wow! Just because of that club choice. 
Yeah, because I think that, you know, he's good, but I think he also is massively benefited from being on the outside of the likes of Croker or uh, yeah, Croker. Um, yeah. And on the string of a really slick back line that has allowed him to put the ball down in the corner a lot. Yeah. Um, he busts oh. a lot of tackles. I do think he's a good young player, but he is not developing on the end of, you know, who are the halves that are going to get him the ball and the centres are going to get him the ball for the dogs? Yeah, Dutchie Holland's retired. Uh, William hasn't the poor but, dog. Yeah. Dog fans, you are staring down the barrel at three years of Newcastle Knights um, material here. And no foreign either. Like that, he was the guy that actually kept them in games. He got points for them. So he's going to Manly. He's signed with Manly. We're happy about that. Dez said yesterday that he might even play my hooker. What? Yeah. Because he doesn't want to stunt the progress of, you know, someone like a Sh- uh, Schuster, John Schuster's boy. Interesting. Or he can mentor him. Um, okay, so Panthers, Roosters, when it's all said and done, the Roosters get a couple of players back. Yeah. On the back of that 60-point hiding, go out to Penrith Stadium on a team that's won how many in a row? Uh, 15, isn't it? Hmm. That is going to be the game of this season. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. And do they get a full house at Panther Stadium? I don't think they're allowed to. Okay, I thought they didn't have virus out there. There is a just genuine clash in styles and cultures. Um, Roosters are an older team, more experienced team. The Panthers... <clears throat> Excuse me. Panthers have been running roughshod over the league and a very soft draw. The last 10 weeks of their draw has been not many tests for the Panthers. In fact, the last time I felt like the Panthers had a test was that game that they lost to the Eels when the Eels were white hot. That, that was it. That was, uh, that, was, that was like round, it was like the week back from COVID or something. Yeah, it was like round five. Well, that's their last loss. Yeah. But, jeez, yeah, I was mentioning it last night, but Jerome Loy, fuck, wow. he's good. Yeah. Uh, and I remember, and I've said on the show, when he first came on, I was like, oh, this guy will be a flash in the pan. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm sort of thinking a um, Eddie Pyre or yep. a Jeremy Smith half. Brandon Wakeham. Uh, Brandon Wakeham. Well, he was never even really getting me excited. Um who was that? There was another guy, Eddie Pye, and there was a oh, I can't remember now, but I thought he was going to be a flash there, but man, he's just... He's awesome. He's beautiful, the way he plays, and he actually... He plays big. He, he gives Nathan Cleary um, the latitude to sort of just be a boring, massive-chinned white guy. Do you know what I mean? No, Nathan Cleary is not boring. Oh, I don't rate him. He runs the ball. He's fucking exciting. Nathan Cleary is, is having a phenomenal year too um, the Panthers look great but it's going to be the classic like how do they deal with being down 8-4 eight, eight, or 8-2 in a semi after 55 minutes like yeah, they yeah. are major front runners they compile points on people they play reggae they play fast expansive yeah. style this Roosters team's built differently and that 60-point drumming or not, yes, it's made me question, what the fuck? But I'm going to put that out to the side and saying this is going to be just 
This is the game of the year. This is just no question the best game of footy that we're going to see this year to date. Maybe not in terms of expansiveness, but in intensity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just don't like the fact that the Panthers haven't had a tough run in. They haven't had a loss lately. Um, And like it or not, that 60-point loss will embarrass the fuck out of guys like the Morris brothers, Jake Friend, Jared Wilbury Hargraves, C.O. Siwa Takiaho, James Tedesco, and Sonny Bill Williams. And that is why I will be picking the Roosters to win on Friday night. So am I. I mean, it was Friday. I just thought about it now. It was Friday night's performance, the premiership hangover finally occurring. It's just, it's bizarre. It's a 2020 performance, isn't it? It's just something that you just got to put down to who knows? Who knows what happened? Yeah, we'll give the we'll give the Rabbitohs credit, but it's the fact they scored 22 points in the last 10 minutes. They logged off then, right? So it's probably more like, you know, if the Roosters were really battling it out, gutting it out near the end, it probably is more like a 40-8 to eight performance, isn't it? Oh, I mean, we, we could be talking next Sunday. 38-8, you know? Yeah, no, we could be talking next Sunday, and the... Uh, the Roosters have won and the Rabbitohs knocked out of the comp. What does that game mean? Mm. So I, I, I just think that the Roosters, dare I say, it, I think their defence will be able to stick with the Panthers' attack. I think the Panthers' lack of adversity. Um, youth is no excuse, but they just haven't had these kind of big games. Like, they yeah. haven't been in these games. Like, when you say Jerome Luai and... Even Cleary, like they haven't been here. This is this is rooster territory, um, and and I'm probably thinking outside of, say Fisher Harris, who's played some big tests, and Tamo. Who else in that Ford pack has played this level of footy? And I like Liam Martin a lot. I like Capewell. Where's, where was kick out? Uh, didn't he have some issue with the uh, receptionist? <laughs> nah. <laughs> The hell, uh, the they rested him. They must have rested him. They must have rested him. So what happened last time Roosters and Panthers played this year? I'm just trying to remember. Uh, can we look that up? What game was that? must have been a... Um, Roosters-Panthers. Just give me a moment, Jack. I'll get that for yeah. you. Um, uh, I mean, I was also thinking, imagine being a Knights or Sharks fan. Going into 80 minutes, and I can remember this in 2018, going into when we played that final against the Panthers, it's such a surreal feeling. It's like 80 minutes of the year. Your whole year is down to 80 minutes. Like after that year in 2018 as a Warriors fan, we put so much heart and soul into it and finished eighth. We finished eighth, Mm. didn't we? But we played so well and we just got, I was just, I remember being a fan how, stressful it was to watch that game because it's it's sad really it's all no matter how well you played it came down to that 80 minutes i mean for a knights and sharks fan i guess it's a we 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 actually played all right i was at that game rather round one v the panthers um fifth v8 and yeah no we scored the second and the third try we roger roger went off with a knee 
and we basically just couldn't do anything after that. The Panthers Roosters, you'll remember now, it was round one out at Pan- Penrith Park. And 20 to 14, the Roosters were up early. They were up 12 nil, and Panthers came back. Um, let me just let me just read to you this this last this running, okay? 42 nil dogs. Historically bad side. 32-12 North Queensland. Awful side. 20-2 Eels. You know, it was a test, but the Eels are certainly not where they were early in the season. 25-12 Broncos. Historically bad side. 30-6 Tigers. Bad side. 38-12 Sharks. Fringe 8 side. 18-12 were tested by the Warriors, who were playing very well at the time. 28 to 12 Raiders, 42 to 12 Manly, 22 to 12 to 14 Titans, 22 to 10 Cowboys, 56 24 Sharks, 19 12 Tigers. Like they wow, played, been... they played no one. The, their draw has been almost ripped to get them the minor premiership. That's they played shocking. no one. I know, that's weird how the draws ended up like that. I'm not disrespecting what they've done, because the the NRL is just, anyone can beat anyone on the day. But there's been some historically bad teams this season, and the Panthers have benefited from the probably the softest draw easily this year that, that, that anyone has had. Um, now, the Roosters, on the other hand, okay, if we're talking about battle-hardened, they've just been flogged by the Bunnies. They had the Sharks at the cricket ground, easy game. They had the Knights, who they put 42-12 to 12 on. A tough game in GIO against the Raiders. Yeah. Um, and then they had a flogging of the Broncos and a flogging of the Tigers. Before that, they had the Storm. <coughs> the way they bit the sort of Knights and Sharks, too, they just came out and just destroyed them early on. Yep. And I don't even think the, the Panthers haven't sometimes destroyed those teams. Oh, no, the Panthers were putting, putting serious points no, on those but I mean, teams. Dogs, but they, I mean, Broncos competed with them, for instance. You know, mm. like it's, There's a few games there where the Panthers haven't put the foot on the throat like the Roosters have. Mm. Um, all right, so we're, we're, getting near, we're getting near the end of this thing. There's a couple of... Uh, Chrissy Lawrence played his last game last night. Um, 250-plus games for the Tigers. He was... He was probably the best winger in the comp for, I would say, around 2010 to 2012. All right up there with the Morris boys. Um, I guess the one thing that with me last night, they, they, they panned to Hyington and Farrah in the stands, and they only had, like, Chris Lawrence faces. Not Benji ones. But, yeah, I mean, Chris Lawrence. Yeah, well, because just, B- uh, Benji's not retiring. No, that's a good point. But, um, and that's why Benji talk. last night didn't make it about himself because he wants to play on again, which is why we're not talking about Benji Marshall. Chrissy Lawrence is a very, very good player, and I think he unfortunately played fuck all finals football. That would be the thing that you think about Chrissy Lawrence is he didn't play enough finals footy because he came straight after the Tigers premiership, and then yeah. he, then he, I mean, he would have played those 2010, 2009, finals. 10, and 11 was a really nice era for the Tigers. It was, yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he he was deeply involved in all that stuff. Um, one of our favourite players, 
over the years. Um, bit of an enigma in terms of the respect that he gets in Australia. For some reason, he just has this, you know, the grub term is, is stuck with Adam Blair. But when it comes down to a career, he's had a phenomenal career and he does get disrespected. But the, the mark of a man for me is how other players and coaches talk about him. Yep. And you hear coaches talk about Adam Blair. They talk about him with huge, you know, pride. I'm talking about Bellamy, Bennett, um, Kearney, um, yeah. people that have coached uh, Maguire. They speak so fondly. And then seeing some of the tributes that come into him, I think that Broncos, um, that stint that he had from the Broncos from 15, 16, 17, he had a huge influence on some of those younger guys there. And um, they... Like he turned his career around there after three pretty quiet years at the Tigers. He obviously has been a victim of like a lot of storm guys who have left the storm and haven't gone on, which has been proven time and time again. You can't operate the same success that you do under Bellamy. But um, yeah, and the Tigers fans didn't give him a fair go. I don't think like Adam Woods. Aaron Woods came out. You go. Are you there? Well, I mean, what did they expect? They expect him as a prop, yeah, man. You're just cutting in and out a bit there, mate. Um, if you just want to join You're there, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, a lot of Tigers fans had a go at him because of his running meters, didn't they? That was always the thing that they used to get pissed off about. But he was a different kind of player. Um, if you look at his, If you look at his stats over his career... He's 15th, 15 seasons, 330 games is um, the record for most NRL appearances. He has played 51 tests. He's the 11th fastest overall to the 300 mark, the 6th fastest forward. Um, and he's, yeah, as I said, he's played 50 tests. He's had an incredible career because of his durability as well like if you look through when he made his debut in 2006 he actually had only really had one season marred by injury 2007 where he played eight games and he ended up missing the grand final but after that season so he played 16 then eight he went 27 25 22 23 24 24 23 24 27 23 22 and 20 that's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Did, was he? He was in the grand final team in two thousand six, right? Yep. Now, do they? Do they? That that comp didn't get ripped off them, did it? Well, they lost to the Broncos, didn't they? Oh yeah, you're right. Shit, fuck. That's what I'm thinking here, which was a controversial loss, actually. I yeah. remember the ruling with Matt King was involved. That actually uh... cost the storm. Let's go back and look at that. Actually, mm. um... do you remember when you watched that game? Yep. Yeah, so watched it in uh, in my flat in Auckland when Every I was living at the time. Um, okay, so last tips before. So let's just throw these shit house tips for this afternoon out. Um, I'm going out with a bang. I'm going Dragons Warriors. I'm going Storm Warriors. <clears throat> um, now the finals next week. I'm going Storm Roosters. Rabbitohs, Raiders. Same. 
So what does that mean the next week's games are? Ah, good call. So the Raiders will play... A Eels? Uh, who's four? Who's four? Four is Eels, yeah. No, three are Eels. Oh, yeah. So they play... Roosters are four, so they play Panthers? Panthers. Fuck, that's unlucky. Last week we were just talking about how they play the um, Eels. Yeah. yeah or do they switch right. it up that they play the, the lowest plot place loser? I've got no idea, to be honest. No, they do. They play the lowest place loser. They don't play the um, the loser of a game. They play the lowest place loser. Which ends up being Eels. The... Eels, okay. Yeah. So they play the Eels at Bankwest, and then the Rabbitohs play the Panthers. Oh, no, Panthers, yeah, you're right. Panthers, Rabbitohs. And then you have the Roosters and the um, Storm get a week off, both of who will benefit that greatly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the older that, teams. And then it ends up being, yeah, because that was their, they played in the semis last year. And then year. it will be so Storm, Panthers, and Roosters, Raiders. Raiders. That happens so often that the grand final the previous year ends up being the semi. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Massive, massive week. Um, hope the Warriors play well and win today. That'd be nice for my Sunday. Yeah, it would. They deserve it too after all they've been through. Yeah. Um. All right, mate. Huge week. Uh, look forward to chatting to you next week. You've got to love all your right. league. If he leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part of me.